on January 30, 2008, national polygamy advocate Mark Hankel was interviewed by Christina Kendall for 2020 on ABC News. And one thing, okay, I'm just going to switch. One thing he didn't bring up in the interview that I'm going to get out of him is that, you know, he made this whole point about Hugh Hefner has this show where he has yeah. three girlfriends that's living in the house. Yes, that's good. <coughs> I, I agree. So I guess that's Chris, technically illegal. That on to I don't think that's illegal because a lot of it has to do with if you call it marriage. Well, in, in, uh, in California, I don't think they have the... Uh, uh, the cohabitation clause, <coughs> such as they don't have the cohabitation clause in the main law as well, but they mm -hmm. do have some the states they do. Yes, in Utah, for example, the cohabitation. So we pew. have the laws for all fifty states. So he's done. I'm taking his time. So he's done. He's done. Okay. Excuse me. Chairback. You did a good job. Mm -hmm. That was good. Okay. Yeah. Were you expecting a, a, a lady? A who? A woman? No. Okay. What did she look like? Glasses. Uh, I, I didn't recognize her as an ABC person, so I. Um, All my PAs are men. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. No. It might be the next guest. Could be. Could be. And just so you know, John doesn't say nice things like lightly, as as these guys will tell Action. you. Okay. okay, so it's like it, he meant it. Oh, so super. You did a good job. Great. Um, so when I hear polygamy, I think about Mormons in prairie dresses when I hear the word polygamy. Um, I mean, what do you think about that? That is a result of uh, the media being a manufacturer of entertainment product as opposed to actually telling the truth. The media makes more money by selling the idea that all polygamy is based on these isolated Mormon polygamy sects, and so they choose to do so. And because polygamists lack what's called legal standing, we don't have the legal standing to be able to sue them for slander. So I hear about polygamy, and it's always like very negative. I mean, you know, Headlines talk about running from polygamy. The media talks about breaking away from the polygamist lifestyle. <clears throat> and polygamist leaders are convicted mm -hmm. for things like rape. Mm -hmm. Well, it's because it sells the manufactured product of entertainment for the media. It is not actual fact. In fact, one of the phrases that is repeated is escape from polygamy. Nobody in the history of the universe has ever escaped from polygamy any more than anybody's ever escaped from monogamy. You know, a, a, a woman may be abused by a monogamist uh, husband, and it would be ridiculous if she then went on and went on television and started saying how she escaped from monogamy. No, she escaped from abuse. Or she, maybe she escaped from a cult, and that's what has happened, is that these individuals have are hurting women. They've, they've escaped from abuse. They may have escaped from a cult or from a sect, but that, that's not escaping from polygamy. That's escaping from abuse or escaping from a cult, and that's the actual truth. But the media makes more money by sensationalizing the fiction. Good. And... I thought that you would get it this this way. Um, you know, in our culture, we 
we say polygamy is evil, but you say that there's some other areas where we should, where we maybe are being a little hypocritical. What do you mean? It is ridiculous that people would think that polygamy should be uh, is is evil or or negative. I mean, after all, you've got. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. For example, that you have Hugh Hefner has a show on uh, uh, on television. It's a series. It's a couple seasons now. Let's just a couple start years. that again. You kind of stumbled a little there. So, okay. go ahead. I mean, yeah. uh, What you know? But you say that's like hypocritical for us to say polygamy is evil. We have someone like a Hugh Hefner will have a, a successful television show with three live-in girlfriends. And that's all okay, and he's making great money, and that's all fine and great entertainment, a man with three live-in girlfriends. But suddenly, if, some, if that man was to marry them, then suddenly he's a criminal. That's insane. That makes absolutely no sense. And ironically, the, those, uh, the marriage controllers who would uh, say that, you know, that they believe in marriage and all that, the fact is, is that they, they would turn that show, if he was to marry them, if you have to actually married the three girls, then it shows that they're not pro-marriage, they're anti-marriage. They'd be against him for marrying him. So that shows they're actually anti-marriage. Good. And what are some other examples of hypocrisy in our culture where we seem to accept multiple marriages, um, where we seem to accept multiple marriages? Well, it, it seems that we certainly have no problem accepting a divorce and remarriage, divorce and remarriage, divorce and remarriage. Uh, the, Republican candidate for uh, the president, Rudy Giuliani, has been multiple. I mean, technically, he's a serial polygamist, just one after the other. It's, it, it makes little sense that a man has uh, three wives separately is somehow superior to a man who has three wives that want to live with him now. That, I mean, th this is women who want to be with him versus someone like a Rudy Giuliani, as one example of many multiply divorced men, uh, that, that aren't living with women who don't want to live with him anymore. It just doesn't make sense. Do you have any other cultural examples? <clears throat> well, certainly any examples where baby daddies are involved, you know, where basically men are having girlfriends and multiple girlfriends are, are having babies. Uh, it's my understanding uh, that's the whole case with the whole Britney Spears and, and uh, Kevin Federline or whatever his name is uh, and, and all that. It's, it seems ridiculous that we have a society where men can ha be baby daddies and, and have offspring propping up all different places and different girls, but let a man actually be committed to women who also want to be with him as consenting adults, and somehow that's a crime. That's just insanity. Good. <clears throat> Um, and let's just take another shot at this question. It might technically be illegal, but the law, I mean, but most people ignore the law, and it basically leaves polygamists alone. I mean, why should we care about this? Are there any consequences of all these laws? There are, because the media has misrepresented polygamy and associated it with crimes, there are times where we will be discovered and by individuals and they'll respond violently, fearful that somehow we're going to be involved in underage crime. Uh, or, uh, or government can uh, come in with child protective services and, and remove our children. Uh, and there are also issues where government can be uh, used for helping, for example, a, uh, a former ex-husband of an abandoned single mom who joins a th and thrives in a polygamous family. and. Uh, that 
abusive, violent ex-husband who had lost custody of the children can use her polygamy against her and actually get custody of the children. Or a, a situation where a, a non-criminal, the civil law also can apply, civil court can also apply in the application of because polygamy is on the books, uh, a, a civil court judge uh, can decree, and it has happened, uh, that uh, two consenting adult polygamous wives and their children are prohibited from being in each other's presence. This is in America. Good. Now, can you just give me that one more time? The third example that you're giving me that has to do with the spouse and stuff, could you be a little more general? That's what John was talking about, because you're saying, you know, uh, a husband did this with the spouse and it was... Well, I'm trying to show basically what it amounts to is, is that someone who is not qualified to have custody of the children and has already proven that they lost custody because of their abusive behavior in the past, can they come back and reapply and get custody because of the abandoned single mom now being in a polygamous family? So that polygamy becomes the solution for the abusive ex-husband to gain custody where before he'd been prohibited. So that's what I'm trying to get. I don't know how more general I can get to on, on, on that example. The idea is, is that someone who's not qualified gets custody purely because they were able to exploit polygamy. Good. That was, that was good right there. Um, <clears throat> Peter Sprint calls polygamy barbaric. What's your response? Well, I reject that that moral relativism that suggests society is this great uh, liberal progressiveness that because marriage is always marriage and always was marriage and I reject the idea that suggests that Abraham was a barbarian that Jacob uh, with the uh, with the 12 tribes of Israel were born of four wives that Jacob was immoral that Jacob was a barbarian I reject that Moses with his two wives was a barbarian I reject the idea that the greatest heroes of the faith in the Bible that had more than one wife were barbarians I reject that liberal moral relativism is it more barbaric for a single mother to not be able to have a father for her children? I totally think that's the case. It, to me, it's, it is utterly ridiculous that, for example, you'll have an abandoned single mom. She may be in a church, and the church will would rather she stay suffering as a hamster on a wheel, working either just to pay for daycare or having to go in the trap, the welfare trap, and and or and she actually, if she was to ever potentially marry, they want her to marry outside of the church. So talk about not not the values that the church is supposedly advancing, uh, or or to su to suggest that the woman should just suffer alone. That's just ridiculous. Certainly, a, a single. Abandoned single mom would much rather have an opportunity with a good man, a proven quantity. Understand, we're talking about if a man is already married and his wife is already embracing the idea of the fact that he loves her more than she can uh, receive and she's accepting and embracing the idea of, of another wife in the family. This is a man who's proven himself. This is a proven quantity, and certainly that's an advantage to an abandoned single mom. She's got a man who is committed to marriage. He's got a woman who's already proven. You know, it, it's like uh, it's like he comes with references. He's already proven a good quantity, a proven good husband, and he, and he's going to be committed with that love and committed to the children. You've got to be committed to marriage. It's just not going to work otherwise. Good. Um, they won't hear my question, so I'm just going to ask that one more time. That was great, but I just want you to use the word barbaric in your response, like what's more barbaric. So would you call it barbaric, what you do? Or would you call polygamy barbaric? 
I could not call it polygamy barbaric because we're talking about men growing, being more mature than what we see today in this culture of dumbed down males, abandoned single moms and marriage phobic males. I think you, you, you can't call it barbaric because to call it barbaric is to say Abraham was barbaric with his three wives or Moses was barbaric with his two wives or that Jacob was barbaric with his four wives or that David with his eight known named wives that David was barbaric you read the first five books of the Bible and any doctrine the Adam and Eve story was written by polygamous Moses the one flesh verse that the two shall be one flesh was, was Genesis 2.24 written by polygamous Moses if you think polygamy is barbaric you're reading rejecting all the doctrine of the first five books of the Old Testament. And you're rejecting the Psalms, who's written by David. You know, you're re if you're saying that's barbaric, you're rejecting the Bible if you're saying that from a Christian position. And if that's what David, uh, if that's what Mr. Sprigg is saying. Right, I was, I, I was, I'm getting the, the whole, the biblical barbarism, that the, the patriarchs weren't barbaric. But it seems to me that there's something barbaric in, that you would perceive as barbaric. And in telling a single mother or telling a man or, that they that they can't create family, that they can't create commitment, um, I don't want to be putting words into your mouth, but it seems to me that that w might be something that would fit what you would think. I mean, do you think it's barbaric? Well, I think it is far more barbaric that to deny an abandoned single mom the option of a proven quantity of a man. Uh, who's already proven himself with a wife who also embraces her and the family and, and as a family and, and the, the coming together as a family. It is far more barbaric to deny her that option of a good man than to uh, relegate her to suffering alone as a hamster in a wheel working just to pay for low-paid strangers raising her children in daycare or to go on welfare or or, or to so settle for uh, whatever baby daddy comes along. We're talking about men who really care about women and to deny uh, women that choice, that's anti-choice. So even if liberals are calling it barbaric, then that proves they're anti-woman, they're anti-choice. You got it, that was good. Um, you had mentioned um, the denigration of marriage in our society. You talked about Tom Cat and, um, you know, Brittany and Kevin Federline. I mean, do you think that our do you think that our society holds up marriage as as you know? Do you think do you think our society? I guess that's not the best. Marriage part. has become a joke, unfortunately, in America. Uh, it is a career move for Hollywood. The uh, the professional movie stars are married for their careers. You know, because it gets a buzz in the, the National Enquirer and gets it in all the gossip papers and furthers, furthers the free publicity that generates uh, viewership of the movies they, they act in. And so it increases their income. So it basically marriage becomes the career move. Uh, and then they divorce and then they'll have a new career move. It just it becomes the, uh, an open door policy, as it were, of just exchanging uh, one for the other. Uh, and certainly that we've become a culture where, you know, the joke of America is men afraid of marriage. Men afraid of marriage. Why are men afraid of marriage? Why should be men be afraid of marriage? That, 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 that says that we're, we're, we've dumbed down men that they don't want to grow up, that they don't want to take responsibility, that they don't want to care. They don't want to recognize how awesome woman is. That's great.
Now, Petersburg also says that <clears throat> marriage is egalitarian because there's about the same number of men and the same number of women. You know, it, this is an egalitarian process. Well, first I would say that in a polygamous family where there is more than one wife, it will not remain polygamous if the man is an idiot, if the man is a jerk. Because smart women just aren't going to put up with that. It's just not going to happen. And also, even if we had our wildest dreams and overnight decriminalization of polygamy occurred, suddenly we're not going to see mass quantities of all American women are suddenly hoarding around a few select individual men. Most women aren't going to suddenly turn into wanting to be polygamous either. We're simply saying that it's a free choice for those who would choose and creating incentive for men to grow up so that those men who are choosing to be lazy and jerk men uh, had better smarten up or they will go without. So from the egalitarian standpoint, certainly uh, more than one woman in a household, uh, you know, a, a, man's got, a man's really got to understand women or he's got, he's got some uh, fire coming down on him. <laughs> he's, you know, if, if, if a man thinks it's difficult having uh, one woman coming down on him, try more than one and it's even that much more. You've really got to be able to care. So you're not going to, because if a man tries to be a tyrant, tries to, it's going to fall apart. So it, it becomes, uh, the only way it's going to survive is by being a growing husband. The only way it's going to keep together, you, there's, it's the only way that's even possible. And then finally, from an from a overall big picture, from the laissez-faire incentive, is that if you have 10 men and 10 women and nine of those men are jerks, one man, one woman oppresses nine of those women, and unless you have laissez-faire. Now suddenly those nine men realize they might go without. So some of those nine men are going to smarten up. And now so now maybe it's not only one man, maybe now it's five men or six men who've actually smartened up. Now you've increased some more of the options for the other women. And they're not necessarily going to be a polygamous wife, but you have created the laissez-faire incentive for the pursuit of excellence for men to grow up. But he says it will be, he believes that, you know, men will compete, but he says all the women will go to all the rich and powerful men. Well, that is an anti-woman, sugar daddy mentality if I ever heard one. And I utterly reject it. I utterly reject that women are looking for a sugar daddy. I utterly reject that women are incapable of their own intellectual and uh, economic pursuits. That they somehow can only be defined by a man who can make money enough to make them happy. Uh, I reject that utterly, that, that women are that shallow. I utterly reject that women are awesome. And I just, uh, that the mentality that suggests that uh, it, it has got it backwards and that's very anti-woman frankly from my perspective good answer um, I'm almost done you're great so just think about if there's anything else because I have like two more questions you say that this is the civil rights fight of your generation we do we say polygamy rights is the next civil rights battle uh, we believe that um, we actually provide the solution, the win-win solution to ending the marriage debate in America all together uh, for both sides of the debate. Because the way to do that is for both sides to be able to save face. We believe that we provide the conservatives the ability to save face by retaining the conservative limited government. Government shouldn't be involved. You wouldn't have a gospel control amendment. You wouldn't have a, pre, uh, a baptism control amendment. You wouldn't have a Lord's table uh, control amendment. And you certainly shouldn't have a 
uh, marriage, control of men in marriage, is that important that government should not be abominating the doctrine of marriage. And on the other side, uh, homosexuals uh, certainly have a right to an imagination, and while they may not be biologically capable of marriage, they have the right to imagine that they are, and whatever they choose to do as well, so they believe that everybody's got equal rights, so therefore everybody has uh, a win out of the out of the solution. And the solution is that government has absolutely no authority because of the Tenth Amendment. If it's not in the Constitution, the government's not allowed to be involved. Marriage isn't in the Constitution. Government's not allowed to be involved. And the Ninth Amendment says that individuals, the rights of individuals, do not have to be enumerated in the Constitution. And so my right to marriage doesn't have to be listed in the Constitution for me to have that right. So what is it that you want? Like bottom line, what do you want? If you, if you were king of the world. I want American freedom. I believe in liberty with responsibility, and I am very much about responsibility. You don't have liberty without responsibility. And as I've explained, the way uh, a polygamous family is successful is through the growth of the husband of being responsible and caring and being proactive in the relationship with the family. So we're not talking about an exploitative, but actually a growth and responsibility. All we want is liberty with responsibility. And we take that responsibility and we're saying that government has no authority to be defining what consenting adults choose to do. You can have polygamous business relationships in terms of all these different businesses you own. You can have multiple relationships in business. You can have multiple stockholders and, and corporations. You're, you have polygamous that way. But somehow as consenting adults, the minute you decide that you want to have a consenting commitment with, with two women, suddenly that's criminal. That's insane. That's not American. That's anti-freedom. You're very good. Oh. Um, two minutes, okay, good, because I have one more question. Um, you know, why won't you answer the question about whether or not you actually practice polygamy? I mean, what would the consequence be? Well, because I've become the national polygamy advocate, that has put my name, my face out there, and really my whole reputation. In addition to uh, the fanatical lunatics out there that could potentially cause problems for my family, uh, there is also the fact that in my state of Maine, uh, the very law itself is written that could put me in jail for up to six months, you know, uh, that or, or, or put anyone that will use the Free Speech Act. The law in the state of Maine has a anti-free speech bigamy law that says that anyone who is married and marries another or purports to marry another shall be guilty of the crime of bigamy in the state of Maine. And so therefore, just the free speech act of identifying a girlfriend as a wife automatically itself becomes a crime subject to up to six months. So because of the level of uh, notoriety or, or acknowledgement that I have gotten in, 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 on the national level and on the national stage, that's why I have to protect my family. And, and just because of the nature of the law, that's actually very anti-free speech, which again is anti-American. Okay, I buy that. You, there, it was in there. Um, did you guys have any other questions? No, it's fascinating. Fascinating, right? Um, do you have anything else? I'm good. Okay, I'm I'm set. Don't get up because you're hooked up to the microphone. Right, please. right. Okay, so I'm not gonna stop this. Perfect timing. Mark Henkel is national polygamy advocate, presenting polygamy to the public since 1994. National polygamy advocate dot com